Welcome back to another episode of Living with E, your podcast channel that talks just about anything under the sun. As I mentioned in the previous episode, I watched Gaia sa Pelikula episode 6 tonight and that I will be dedicating another episode here on my channel to talk about just that. So here we are talking about Gaia sa Pelikula episode 6. And let me tell you, outside this, you know, palpable chemistry between the lead characters, I'm talking about Carl and Vlad, Tonight's episode was an emotional roller coaster for me for some reason. Now, there are a few dialogues that triggered the existentialist in me and sent me to a quick ride of inquiry about the nature of life. Ah, existentialists. So for the benefit of those who do not know, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this anywhere in the past episodes here on 11.0, I am... an existentialist. Yep. I am an existentialist. And I don't necessarily flex that just anywhere, but just because that's the topic for this episode and just because that's how I felt after watching or while watching Gaia sa Pelikula episode 6, then I need to say that I am an existentialist because I am gonna be talking about episode 6 from that lens. sweethearts. So yes, what is existentialism, you may ask? Okay, first of all, I did not intend to come on here tonight to pretend that, hey, I am a philosopher because guess what? I am not. It just so happened that back in the university, I had, well, maybe I had about 12 units of philosophy courses or even more. I'm not really sure anymore. Yeah, maybe it's about 12 units. And One of the things I particularly took interest in and eventually embraced as a philosophical anchor of my life is existentialism. Oh, wow. That was deep. Philosophical anchor of my life. But really, um, I, I came across so many school of thoughts from ancient philosophers and even the modern ones. And let me tell you, of course, there these school of thoughts are... Things that we should all consider. But to me, as I had or went through my philosophy courses back in the university, it's really the philosophy of man course. And there I learned about, you know, existentialism. And I sort of got interested in it and eventually embraced it. And so here I am, proudly flexing the idea that I am an existentialist, self-proclaiming myself, actually. And... And I'm not even going to try to explain it in my own words because then I'd probably go hardcore philosophical. And as you know, philosophy is not a piece of cake. So I'm going to try to Google existentialism and see the most layman definition there is. But I'll try to get a defini- definition from a philosophical text as well, just so you can see the difference between a layman's definition and a philosophical text. Hang on, I'm just going to open up my Google. Where are you? So here's a diff. Okay, wait. I'm just gonna type in uh, existentialism. There you go. You may actually also Google existentialism or existentialist while waiting for me to define it here. All right, here we go. Google. So here's a definition from Stanford. This is hardcore philosoph- philosophy text. 
Good for you if you're gonna get it right away. <laughs> Myself, took me years to fully grasp its meaning after reading it from a philosophical text. So, from a philosophical text, it says, on the existential view, okay, quote, on the existential view, to understand what human being is, it is not enough to know all the truths that natural science, including the science of psychology, could tell us. The dualist who holds that human beings are composed of independent substances, which are mind and body, is no better off in this regard than is the physicalist who holds that human existence can be adequately explained in terms of the fundamental physical constituents of the universe. Existentialism does not deny the validity of the basic categories of physics, biology, psychology, and the other sciences, yada yada, categories such as matter, casualty, causality, force, function, organism, development, motivation, and so on. It claims only that human beings cannot be fully understood in terms of them, nor can such an understanding be gained by supplementing our scientific picture with a moral one. Categories of moral theory such as intention, blame, responsibility, character, duty, virtue, and the like do capture important aspects of the human condition, but neither moral thinking, which is governed by the norms of the good and the right, nor scientific thinking, which is governed by the norm of truth, suffices. <clears throat> ah, that's a mouthful. Um, whew, nosebleed. <laughs> If you had philosophy, you know how lengthy a single thought in a philosophical text is you guys i just read probably four or five sentences that are of long thoughts <laughs> i'm saying sentence construction of a philosophical text while they are grammatically correct is too complex to easily grasp its meat most of the time I guess it, it necessitates you to somehow read reread it a few times to understand even half of what it attempts to convey. I mean, really depends on you. Some of you, I know people who can immediately grasp the meat of a philosophical text. Good for them. Well, back in university, while well, I had my philosoph philosophy courses, it took me some time to fully grasp the meaning of a single thought expressed in Jesus Christ complex sentence that forms a paragraph huh one sentence huh anyway so that's the hardcore philosophical meaning of existentialism from philosophical texts that i just read from stanford you can go to stanford.com so yeah so what does existentialism mean in layman's term let me just check if there are some definition here that are not too philosophical something that we can easily grasp because if it's up to me i already sort of understood it but explaining it is <laughs> just another ball game so i need a cheat sheet here we go i found a good definition on google thank you google 
as I was saying, although I had philosophy courses and despite despite the fact that I am an existentialist, I will not pretend to be an expert in explaining its meaning because philosophy is best lived than explained. Anyway, here's a good definition from philosophy philosophy basics. It says, and I quote, hang on. Okay, it says, quote, Existentialism is a philosophy that emphasizes individual existence, freedom, and choice. It is the view that humans define their own meaning in life and try to make rational decisions despite existing in an irrational universe. It focuses on the question of human existence and the feeling that there is no purpose or explanation at the core of existence. It holds that as there is no God or any other transcendent force, the only way to counter this nothingness and hence to find meaning in life is by embracing existence. Thus, existentialism believes that individuals are entirely free and must take personal responsibility for themselves, although with this responsibility comes angst, a profound anguish or dread. It therefore emphasizes action, freedom, and decisions as fundamental and holds that the only way to rise above essentially absurd condition of humanity, which is characterized by suffering and inevitable death, is by exercising our personal freedom freedom and choice, a complete rejection of determinism. Okay, that definition to me pretty much sums up the meat of existentialism. And I think that 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 is the most layman definition that we could probably have while still maintaining the meat of what existentialism is. Now, one of the best life quotes... Okay, I'm not sure if you guys got it. I hope you understood the layman's definition because that's where I'm going to talk mostly about when I try to relay existentialism with Gaia Sapilicola in episode 6. That's deep, right? I don't know why I started this episode this way. Anyway, but I hope you did understand that layman's definition. Again, you can go to... uh, Hang on, which... What is the source of that again? Philosophy Basics. Yeah, just type in Philosophy Basics. Philosophybasics.com Anyway, so one of the best life quotes that I really embraced as an existentialist is that of Mahatma Gandhi. I'm pretty sure you know him. It says, whatever you do in life is insignificant, but it's very important that you do it. In fact, that is my Twitter header for such a long time, maybe since 2012. Now, I'm not saying that Mahatma Gandhi was an existentialist. I don't know that. All I'm saying is his words pretty much aligned with an existentialist lens in terms of scaling a person's, you know, importance in the grand scheme of things. Wow, that's big. Um, Yeah, that is why that definition from Philosophy Basics underscores that part that says... It therefore emphasizes action, freedom, and decision as fundamental and holds that the only way to rise above the essentially absurd condition of humanity is by exercising our personal freedom and choice. If you come to think about it, ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, we are but a speck of dust in this seemingly infinite universe. 
And, you know, whatever we do in the grand scheme of things will not change the universe, honey. But what I do know is that our decision, our actions, and, you know, may change someone else's universe. Because as they say, you may be to someone, you may be the world to them, you know. Just follow that philosophy. Anyway, I've been rambling philosophical shits, man. What is this? <clears throat> philosophy is man crash course. Dang it, I missed that course. But what am I doing? What? I can't understand why I come on to this episode to talk about existentialism and suddenly read you philosophical texts. Uh. Anyway. So, how is this relevant to Gaia sa pelikula? I, I feel like I just went on a self-philosophical juggernaut for nothing. <laughs> Excuse my rambles. That happens sometimes. Actually, not sometimes. Oftentimes. You ask my colleagues at work and my circle of friends. Yeah, I, I had a tendency to ramble about philosoph- philosophical things. But anyway, so, yun nga. How is this relevant or related to Gaia sa pelikula? So, As I was saying, of course, I'd like to thank Juan Miguel Severo, JSM for the JMS rather for the romance-induced scenes. Busog na busog po tayo sa kilig, ha? <sighs> I thought that you know, from a kilig or romance lens alone, the narrative of this series is outstandingly written, bar none. And I'm saying that with no shit. I'm saying that as is. And then. Just when we thought that the narrative, you know, of this series was at its peak, JMS came up with dialogues in episode 6 that were still a vital element in, you know, solidifying the chemistry and maybe the narrative of the series as a whole. But at the same time, dialogues that made a philosophical impact, probably not just to me, but to, you know, number of people who were watching the episode 6 itself or people who will watch that episode so let's talk about these dialogues or lines there are actually a few that struck me uh the first one okay i'm going to try to read the transcript although disclaimer you guys this may not be the best transcription of the lines anyway here it goes and i'm going to try to read it as if i'm playing the characters you know beginning at the second One of my life goals that I know will never happen is to be an actor. Yuck. Can't imagine myself acting. Anyway, so I'm gonna try to read it as if I'm playing the characters. So, hang on. Prepare ko lang sarili ko. <clears throat> so, here it goes. Alam mo yung parang hindi ikaw yung pita sa sarili mong buhay. O kaya yung Parang chance character ka lang. Kahit sino pang gumanap, pareho lang yung flick. Tatayo yung pelikula. Sulat na yung script eh. Nagkataon lang na ikaw yung available kaya ikaw yung nakuha. Okay. <laughs> you guys. Why did I do that? The fuck am I thinking? Okay, I'm not sure if I delivered it well. Excuse my delivery. Bisaya here. Anyway, that line at first glance or the first time you, you you'd probably hear it may sound depressing. You know, oh, trying to really be pity about oneself. It makes you think, oh, here is a man who's falling down the deepest pit of self-pity. That could be true. 
actually. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not true. I mean, that could be it. But to me, I saw that line, that 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 thought as the entry point or the first stage in an existentialist journey. You see, I remember my fascination with existentialism started with me questioning the role that I play in this world, in, in the society, and in changing the course of my life. I felt like I wasn't in control of my life. I'm taking note, I still am not. Let's be clear with that. Or at least I've been trying, but I've been losing too. In a way, I can say that in some departments of my life, I'm winning. The rest, well, I'm a biggest loser. And that's fine. The most important thing is I keep trying. The point I'm trying to make is, I told you, I keep rambling. Uh, the point that I'm trying to make is, Carl, the character in the series who delivered that line, recognized actually the fact that in in a way, he wasn't in control of his life. To him, he was you know, simply walking on a path carved by someone or maybe by the most supreme being in the universe. And by recognizing that that kind of life, he was essentially trying to free himself from the bounds of whatever was controlling him to, you know, travel a path that he neither asked nor wanted. And by questioning it, it was essentially him trying to take personal responsibility for himself, his present and his future. That's existentialism for you. Ang bigat ba ng explanation? <laughs> explain. Why did I even think of this as my content for this episode? Somebody tell me. You guys, do tell me if this is the kind of shit you'd like to listen to on this channel. I feel like I feel like this is too much. Wow. Anyway, let, let's talk about another dialogue from episode 6. This one was delivered by Vlad. And again, I'm, I'm going to try to deliver it as if I'm Vlad. Begin to sakin. Okay, here's the line. You know, it's sort of funny though. Nandito ka. Feeling mo. You're just serving somebody else's purpose. Yet, here I am. Feeling like I already failed serving mine. Uh, okay, how did I do? I feel like I could do better. Yuck. It's shameless of me to even try delivering that line. Even more shameless to try to outdo Ian Pangilinan's delivery of that line. Hello, Ian. If you're listening, I don't think he's going to listen to this episode anyway. Anyway, that line is not particularly related to existentialism, saved by the fact that, you know, we still got the same theme from the previous line. You know, the, the, these two characters were tired of accomplishing a purpose that they probably never asked for or wanted to begin with. I just love that line because, in a way, it added flavor to the narrative and their chemistry. I guess that's the biggest reason why I included that line here. Anyway, the third line I really love was the ending dialogue. Um, hang on, I actually took note as well. Um, it says, okay, Carl said, Gusto kong magsulat ng pelikula. Kung masasabi kong sa akin. Ikaw ba? Vlad replied, Same. But I want to be in charge of the ending too. Now, <sighs> that was a butcher. <laughs> I butchered that, those lines. Anyway, now these lines were, I'd say, big existentialist energy. Remember that one part in Layman's definition of 
existentialism. Hold up. I'm just going to search for the definition again. I lost it. I, I'm just going to read it back to you. Here we go. It says, It therefore emphasizes action, freedom, and decision as fundamental and holds that the only way to rise above the essentially absurd condition of humanity is by exercising our personal freedom and choice. So yeah, suffice to say, that ending dialogue was pretty much them realizing that Im- the, realizing the importance of individual existence, you know, of freedom and of choice. They are now willing to define their own meaning in life and make carve their own path and serve their own purpose. So it's them, to me, it's them trying to make rational decisions despite existing in a life that was, you know, predetermined at best predefined at worst by someone which in a way was their irrational universe the last line that i want to talk about was this um it's the last line of every episode but this one i particularly love it says marapat ka sa pag-ibig na hahayaan kang magsayaw ng walang bahid ng takot at iya damn that's ah that that line could cut anyone Swear. All I want to say is, and pardon my French, but I want to say it, fuck social construct, fuck social expectation, hashtag love wins. Always. Anyway, I guess this episode went over 11 minutes again. Whatever happened to 11-0, please expect, accept my apologies. I'm rambling again. I'm stammering. I'll try again next time. Hopefully, the next episode will stick to 11 minutes. Now, I don't know if this kind of talk is your cup of tea. If not, go find another podcast channel. <laughs> Just kidding. Thank you so much for indulging my philosophical pretensions. I hope that one way or another, you learned something. That's all I can hope for now. So yeah, thank you for tuning in tonight. I'll see you in the next episode. As always, thank you for spending your 22 minutes only here on 11 with E.